I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy. Good afternoon, good evening. What's up, everybody? I'm so sorry I've been gone for so long. Um, I'll explain everything after Speed Gibson. and Quan Wu were still at large in a secret passage in Dr. Kingsley's house, Speed, Clint, and Barney, exhausted by the happening of the past few hours, snatch some sleep. Barney is restless and awakens Clint as he hears footsteps on the other side of the wall. That means that the secret passage leads into their room. Quickly awaking Speed, Clint stations Barney in one corner, himself in another, and Speed with the door, stuffing pillows in their beds so it will appear as if they are occupied. As the secret panel slides back and the octopus and Quan Wu step out into the room, Barney sneezes. Clint switches on the lights, covering his enemies all the while, but the octopus is ready for such an emergency. At the opportune moment, he hurls a small poison gas bomb to the floor, and Clint, realizing their predicament, calls to the others to drop to the floor while the octopus and Wu make their escape. Hey, speed! Speed! Open the door, quick! Make for it, Barney! We've got to get out of here before that gas settles down. You're telling me. There you are, Clint. And out we go. Well, now, now to arouse the others. They haven't already heard all the noise. Should I, should I shut the door, Clint? No, I'll leave it open. The draft between it and the window will blow the gas away. Yeah. The octopus didn't figure on using that cute little gas bomb idea on a windy night. Well, hurry up. Come on. I may nab him yet. 
Hey, sounds like somebody's seen him in the garden. Gee, they can, they can only get him before he gets away. Yeah. Well, the lights are going on all over, see? We've roused the house. Hey, what has happened? Well, I had the octopus in our room, but he got away again. Through the window and over the balcony. We've got to get down into the garden. They saw him and we heard shots. Quickly then, let us go down. I will send a detail of men up to your room in case he should double back. No, no, that room is full of poison gas. The octopus won't return there and you better not send anyone in there until the gas has had a chance to clear up. I just had a taste of it, but that was enough. Hey, here, this way's the quickest to the garden. What's up, sir? Nothing for you to bother about, Sergeant. You guys stay at your posts inside. We'll tend to the outside, but you might keep a weather eye open for the octopus. Hurry, fellas! Now, you stay with us, Speed. Don't go so far ahead. Uh, Hey, would you look at the east? It's getting kind of light. Must be near dawn. Uh, Keep your eyes on the garden instead of the sky, Bonnie. The octopus may be behind any bush. Police out here are sure excited. Running around with those flashlights and lanterns, they look like a lot of lightning bugs. This group by the wall seems to be the center of excitement. Let us see what they have to say, huh? Seeing the most extraordinary thing has just happened. What, Captain Dawes? A short time ago, we saw two men leap from the balcony of Mr. Barlow's room. The occupants in Quan Wu. Uh, where did they go, Captain? Well, that's the strange part of it. They came directly toward us on a dead run. And Mr. Barlow, you yourself told me the octopus was up in your room and that we should surround the room carefully while you went for Mr. Ying. I told you? It was your voice, sir. Sure as I'm standing here. It all happened so fast that I was about to obey orders without question when I happened to flash my light in your face. By that time, you reached the gate there with your companion. Yeah, then what did Clint do? I saw he had a mask on. I realized he was the octopus. We fired wildly, but it was too late. The octopus and the man with him were through the gate and lost in the darkness. I placed a dragnet of men around the neighborhood, but I'm afraid we've lost him again. The octopus imitated my voice so well that he fooled Captain Dawes here. Say, say, Barney, I used to know another man who could do that. Yeah? Who, Clint? Uh, Well, it doesn't matter, Speed. That was a long time ago. But it is strange that the octopus could imitate me so well when he speaks with a decided accent. Must be phony. Uh, It might. It's hard to say. With all that excitement going on, the tone would be enough to fool Captain Dawes. Well, at any rate, let's hope that dragnet catches the octopus in Quan Wu again. The wind has died, Master. Now we shall be better able to hear our enemies should they draw too near. But dawn will soon break, Quan Wu. We must get away from here before then. Here. Master, you are removing your mask? I must, if it attracts attention. I must travel to the underground hangar alone, Quan Wu. Now that they know you to be a member of my band, I can no longer be seen with you until we are safe once more. I trust you to join me at the hangar in safety. Yes, Master. I have no fear of the Hong Kong police. No, but the secret police may join in the search. They know you. And you, Master, would they not know you, recognize your voice? I shall see to it that they do not see nor hear me, Kwan Now listen carefully to my instructions. Yes, Master. Should you reach the hangar before I do, order my aviators to have their motors warmed up and waiting. Get the mechanics to the giant hangar doors so that when I arrive, the giant doors can be rolled back and we shall take off immediately. You will leave nothing in Hong Kong? Nothing but a skeleton organization of spies to keep me informed and to prepare for the time when I shall return. But uh, that must wait until Clint Barlow is no more. Meantime, we shall have plenty to do in Tibet. Now, 
Be off with you and make haste. For should you not arrive at the hangar by the time I do, we shall not wait for you, Quan Wu. No, master. For then you would wait forever. But do not worry. I shall be there. Quiet. The police. Into the bushes. I don't think we're going to have any luck here. Ah, that booming octopus wife's no time in getting away from the long sea road. Yeah, raunch you. I might as well return and file our report with Captain Glover. <laughs> they are tired of the chase, Quan Wu. Now's our chance to escape. You go one way, I'll go another. But, Master, you are unmasked. I am safer when I appear as other men, Quan Wu. There's only one man who must never see my face. Others, so long as I do not speak, will not know me to be the octopus. For the rest, I'm a mask, a voice, a will. But that other man... No need to worry about him now. We must concentrate on getting to the hangar. And then... Tibet. so far. We almost got our hooks on the octopus twice, and then, by golly, he slipped away. Oh, yeah, well, we had some bad luck in losing him, but we were lucky to come through it ourselves. Yeah, whoever thought that guy'd have poison gas? He's a one-man ammunitions plant. He takes advantage of everything, too. Well, Speed, now that you've seen the octopus in action, you may have an idea of the man's genius. You know what we're really up against now? Oh, he's smart, all right. Well, you can outsmart him any day of the week, Clint. Well, I haven't done so well so far, but at least we've come close to him. So close that I think he'll be leaving Hong Kong. And the question is, where will he go, Clint? We all believe Tibet. But where in Tibet? I don't know yet, but it'll take time to find out. Now, that's where Bob Gilmore is going to prove invaluable. Now, he knew Marshall Winfield's brother well. Knew where the oil surveys were being conducted. Now, I've got a hunch that the octopus headquarters will be somewhere in that territory. Oil in Tibet. It has never been found, to my knowledge. The country is rich in gold and other minerals, but oil? No. Maybe that's why that oil company that young Winfield was with folded, Clint. Well, maybe, but I think there's something more than that caused them to fool, Barney. No company is going to the expense of surveying wild and little-known territory for oil... Unless they've had some pretty sure signs of it. Or unless they were using the oil gag as a cover-up for something else. Hey, the kid's got something, all right, mm, Clint. Possibly, but according to the records, that company was perfectly straight. Well, I wish Bob was having breakfast with us. I'd like to question him again, but he's sleeping now, and I don't want to wake him. Dr. Kingsley said he had a tough time keeping him in bed when all the excitement was going on around here. <laughs> well, knowing Bob, I don't wonder. You know, it's funny. Here Bob, banged up as he is, fights to get out of bed and chase the octopus all over China while I'd fight to stay in bed. Doctor sure had a war in his house, hasn't he? Yes, well, I told him to catch up on some sleep while we're having breakfast and making plans for the future. I imagine little Jean was frightened over the shooting, was she not? Yes, but once she knew we were safe, she quieted right drive down. Is she sleeping too, Clint? Yes, Speed. Sure, we gotta take turns sleeping and eating, kid. You never know when or where the octopus is going to pop up again. Well, Bob got the worst of his last encounters. That clout he received from splinters up in his cabin on the Siang River, and, and then being slugged when he went out to order reinforcements didn't do him any good either. And on top of that, he went clear to the police station to get Ying here after he came, too. 
Boy, Bob sure has got what it takes. Yes, he really saved our lives. I won't forget that. Want me to sing hearts and flowers now? Oh, well, now, you were lined up against the wall with the rest of us, old pal. Now, don't forget that. Oh, I know Bob brought reinforcements to us in the nick of time, and I'm plenty grateful. But how about the times I've saved your life? And what thanks do I get? Oh, oh, well, you're going to start that again, huh? Well, I don't know why not. Your hand posies to everybody except me. Well, how about the times I've saved your life, old pal? You save mine? Yes. And if you want them in alphabetical order, we'll start with that time in the Argentine. Okay, okay. Just forget I said anything about it. Uh, we don't have time to go around thanking one another for favors, Barney. I'll say not. Things happen too fast. <laughs> And right now, I should advise you all to enjoy this bountiful breakfast. Here is peace, good food, warmth. What more can we ask? It'd be swelling if I didn't know that something's liable to pop at any minute. Kind of gives me nervous indigestion. Mm. Well, your nerves don't interfere with your appetite, I notice. Well, I ain't at for days. By the way, Clint, uh, what's the next move? Well, I'll have to cable Chief Riley the latest developments. And then, if the dragnet catches nothing... We'll have to do some real undercover work to find out where the octopus has gone. Listen, they've seen something. That's the octopus. Oh, I knew this breakfast was too good to last. And you're wrong about that next move, Clint. It'll be no undercover work, but right out in the garden to see what all the excitement's about. of the International Secret... Two of a kind 
say two three weeks ago wherein I was (laughs) I was drinking too much and not even too much I was just drinking like fucking regular which is too much and um I like I must have had a seizure or some shit in my sleep and I bit down on my tongue really hard but since I was both a (laughs) basically blacked out and B with a fucking um 
in in the fit of a seizure I couldn't stop so like I damn near bit half my fucking tongue off <laughs> like the left hand like my left the left hand side of my fucking mouth still is like sort of weird like but um it's you know it's healing up and everything so that's that's why I haven't been in I basically wasn't able to talk and I figured, well, what the fuck am I going to do down there? I look like this shit like this. And every fucking time I would uh, move my fucking thing, like move my mouth, it would just be murder. Like, I remember I would just sit there and go, <laughs> I remember I just kept going, oh, my fucking mouth. So what I did was for about um, two days, th- maybe three afterwards, I continued to drink because like I basically had like an open wound in my mouth and I wanted to throw alcohol on it to um to um just to make sure to, to disinfect it I guess I don't know one cool thing is that like I have actually read a few books about the mouth and like the you know and um surprisingly it's surprisingly like disinfectant so like it, that's actually a if you're gonna get a wound your mouth is a really good spot to actually have it done in so you know but anyway that's the long way around to saying that like um so i'm not a teetotaler now but i'm only like a social drinker like if i'm out at a bar and i'm with friends or even if I'm not with friends and I just want to go to a bar, like that's fine. But like that buying beers and or beers, my ass. I've bought a beer in years. But like buying booze and bringing it home, that's that's done. That's I'm that I, it's all over. And I don't even feel like going to the bar because I don't even like fucking bars. So like that's kind of nice too. So you know. You know, so that that makes it like a rarity and sort of a treat and shit like that. So what I decided to do was like how I, how I stopped doing um <clears throat> what did I uh, what did I tell the other dude? Let's see, like I stopped doing cocaine. I'm just going back to what I was originally first. My first what to call drug of choice, a pothead, and this is like the perfect time. It's all legal now and shit. So like that's it. I'm just Mr. Joe Pothead again, and I like it, and I don't care if I'm a little boring. The only thing, I can, I kind of hate myself sometimes, but that's, I've always sort of hated myself, so I can live with that, and like, it's cool. Like, the only hardest, some of the hardest part was actually like today, and um, like Friday, um, because I come down here to the the station at beautifulmutinyradio.fm down in the heart of the mission and um like I've, I've like driven a groove into my head you know basically um about you know I go down to the fucking corner store I get a pint I come down here I clean the bathroom you know like I like I kind of like have a routine right so I, like I grew the routine so now I'm just um sort of doing my best to not like stop the routine but basically well yeah just change it up just omit one part of it you know 
and it was fine. Like I went over, you know, I went to the store this morning. I got myself. Uh, like I usually get a San San Pellegrino and a water, and um, you know that's basically it. That's how that's how we got down today. So you know, anyway, um, on some pot. Well, you know, so I guess that's sort of positive. You know, depending on how you want to spin it or whatever. You know, I think it's pretty cool. Um, I enjoy it. I feel happy. I, I got some nice compliments on Friday from some comedians and shit. They were very nice about it. They were like, hey, boy, you look better. I'm like, thanks, man. Because I'm not fucking drunk. <laughs> oh, man. I still sound a little weird because, like, I, I'm like, I have to enunciate sort of weirdly because my tongue, my tongue feels sort of fat or something, like it's in the way or something. It's it's so funky, but um, what are you gonna do? I figured I was good enough to get down here. Oh man, fuck the tongue! In fact, the tongue isn't even the worst part. My fucking back, like I guess you know, like I've seen people have fucking seizures, man. Like when I was at the, what was that? When I was in uh in Richmond, California, at that shelter down there, this dude used to get these fucking seizures, and we have to call the ambulance and shit. In the way his fucking body would hurt and jerk, I that's I figure that's exactly what the fuck I did, except I didn't have anybody to like help me to like do shit but um yeah so that's like <laughs> it goes back to like the old my old-fashioned self actually like my best self which is really funny it's like um i was th- it was like i listened to my body i always have and my body made a fucking strong statement you know what i'm saying like because when i um um, like my mind for a while has been saying, you know, man, you really, you need a change. You need to do something because like you're, you're falling into the rut that you fell into when you were living back in Kalamazoo. You might as well just live in Kalamazoo if you're going to do this. Cause you can just stay at home and at Kalamazoo and shit like that. And I was like, man, I'm really, you know, I'm coming, coming down on myself and shit. And I was like, man, I don't know, man, blah, 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 blah. you know, to myself in my head. Well, my brain took over and was like, I guess this guy doesn't get it and <laughs> i tried to eat my own fucking tongue <laughs> like dude stop <laughs> so i was like all right I, I i get it so i'm done that's fair I can, i'll listen to my body my body's told me to, to stop I'm like yeah that was like oh I mean, my back still fucking like. That's the one thing was like walking up here. I, in fact, I came down here. I think it was like the day I did it, like the night or some shit, or the night after. Yeah, it was either that night or the night after some shit. It was like the Friday show, and oh my god, oh my god, it was so crazy. It was so crazy. If I felt so mad and like. But the weirdest part was <laughs> the weirdest part. I I had I, t- I took taxi cabs down here, bruh. I couldn't walk. My back was so fucked up. I could go from like my room to like a chair downstairs to wait till the cab thing would page me, and then I would stand outside, which felt like forever. And it was like the cab will be here in two in like one minute, and that fucking minute felt like forever. And then just hop in there. 
and i love yellow cabs those dudes are cool like the drivers those fucking dudes are super cool so that that was fun but man what a day but yeah yeah so yeah so i'm like i'm 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 out of the i'm out of the drinking game sort of you know i'm hanging up my jersey <laughs> oh, i'll tell you what's cool though man i'll tell you what would you know what's a really would be a really nice see this is what i mean by like change of fucking s- schedule you know what i mean like this morning like the past couple mornings and shit or uh, uh, sundays or whatever i've been coming down here i go to this really cool like corner bakery that there is down here in the mission that's like see we record in sort of a residential district it's weird it's like a mixed use district there's like restaurants cafes houses uh but a lot of houses city park you know uh tennis court basketball uh a lot of fucking soccer gets played out there on the fucking clay it's really cool um fuck they had a whole bunch of like little girls and their like parents or some shit out there this morning it's 9 a.m when i'm like 9 30 or something by the time i get down there or something and like they're done whatever the fuck they did they did that shit early this sunday morning god damn it they got the girls up early like yeah we gotta get down there what 7 30 8 right maybe 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 8 we let them run around for what an hour hour and a half and get them out of there i guess i don't know man i don't know how long kids play for <laughs> sounds like raising a dog <laughs> right anyway let's get to this fucking naked capitalism in these goddamn links boop 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 there you go I need a theme song for it. Links. <laughs> do what you want to do. <laughs> Links. <laughs> Links. I was doing it to think. <laughs> I was like, what was I doing it to? Oh, yeah, it's Aretha Franklin. Oh, man. Oh, I was going to talk about the new. Oh, yeah, I guess we are anyway. Here we go. Links. 10, 28, 18. Oh, yeah, Halloween is three days away baby that fucking sucks doesn't it when like if you work and fucking halloween falls on a wednesday or some bullshit that's some bullshit fuck that what is that bullshit like what <laughs> when are you supposed to celebrate i guess you're supposed to celebrate yesterday and today or i guess friday yesterday and today that's bullshit. It ain't Halloween. It ain't even near Halloween. Anyway, it's like five days. It feels like it's five days out. <laughs> like 28, 29, 30, 31. That's four days out. Anyway, whatever. If you count today. Because it's early still. It's 10.30, baby. All right. Links. 10, 28, 18. By Lambert Strether. I believe he lives in Maine. All right. If I stop eating meat, will it really help climate change? Asian correspondent. Perhaps it's best to begin by thinking of uh, meat as a condiment. That makes sense. All right. Uh, Defensible Space, Boston Review. It's about megafires in the Pacific Northwest. Oof, shit. 
Uh, battles begin to turn in Long War on TB. Uh, Medical Express. Cool. We may now have the tools to end AIDS. Now all all, all that's needed is the will. Bloomberg. Wow, must be legit. Strong GDP growth. Weak fundamentals. Econ browser. It sounds like us. The U.S. secretly halted J.P. Morgan's growth for years. Bloomberg. Secret law is not law. <laughs> the Fed's needs better. The Fed's the Fed needs better rules. This Democratic bill is a start. The uh, the week on maximizing employment. A case for caution. Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta. Self-driving car dilemmas reveal that moral choices are not universal. Nature. Oh, great. Localization for moral choices in robot car software. (coughs) What will the granularity be in the default settings? Oof. Oh, God, that sounds horrifying. Localization for moral choices in robot car software? If you think about what that means for half a second, (laughs) that's fucked up, man. That's like, all right, well, I can program my car to be like, all right, well, you can hit an old lady, but don't hit kids. Or hit kids, but don't hit an old lady. (laughs) You know, right? (laughs) Swerve if we're going 55. Fucking keep going if we're going like 25. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh god, that's fucking creepy. All right, that's that's localization for moral choices in robot car software. <laughs> that's granular. That's the granularity. What will the granularity be? <laughs> that's really granular. That's like at the fucking at the user level. Oof. Anyway. That's that's just that's as scary to me as flying cars. I don't I, I so it's weird. Like I want to like you know like I'm a human. I want to live long, but I don't I don't want to live long enough to ever see any of that shit ever. I don't like I used to want to like when Back to the Future Part Two came out. So however old I was then, what was that? What would that make me like nine? <laughs> when I was nine, I wanted to see that. Then I like then I grew up and I was like fuck that shit. <laughs> no way. No way. Okay. Brexit. Jeremy Corbyn urged to back amendment for second Brexit vote. Guardian. I love the Guardian. I, I put that on my phone. Final say. Semicolon. No, no, no it's a full colon. <laughs> Speaking of Debbie Dodd Salas. Um, One million people signed the independence petition for new Brexit vote. Independent. Oof. No quote-unquote white knight for banks and no-deal Brexit. Uh, EU regulator warns. That's from the Financial Times. Which, by the way, is behind a paywall, so nobody can ever fucking read him. Brexit. The... um, EFTA, EFTA, EEA option revisited. It's from the EU referendum. Uh, Bundesbank economist has a radical plan to help to have Italy's debt. Bloomberg. 
uh, German mega merger would create a banking juggernaut from Handelsblatt. 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 Syracistan. The foreseeable disaster in Yemen. In Yemen. The American conservative. It's really funny when, like, that's why I like this goddamn site because like they'll put in articles from like they don't give a fuck what side it's on as long as the information's legit and they're not coming off as like psychos you know basically that's kind of it <laughs> right is your research legit are you crazy okay good as long as the first one's a yes and the second one's a no alright um Syracistan the foreseeable disaster in Yemen. That's what I just said. The American conservative. Okay, George. Um, submit in Istanbul. Summit. Submit. Summit in Istanbul as ramifications of the Kashogi. Kasho. Kashagi. I don't remember. Tobacco roll on Asia Times. Yeah, that fucking guy. Four Nations Sir oh that's from the Asia Times. Uh Four Nations Serious Summit calls for lasting Id Idlib ceasefire. Agents France Press or Agency France Presse. Uh B Saudi Arabia rules out extradition for uh Khashoggi suspects, Financial Times. Oman says time to accept Israel in region. Offers help for peace from Reuters. Bahrain says Arab NATO to be formed by next year. That's quote unquote Arab NATO. That's from Al Jazeera. <laughs> Let me know how that works out. Uh, China? Smart money shuns China's stocks as foreign and leveraged traders wary of state bailout. South China Morning Post. Why democracies are turning against Belt and Road foreign affairs. Trump transition. <clears throat> Driven by Trump policy changes, fracking booms on public lands. New York Times. Trump pitches policy and final midterm message. That's from the Associated Press. Georgia Kemp, Georgia's Kemp purged three three hundred and forty thousand one hundred and thirty-four votes. Voters falsely asserting they had moved. Greg Palast, truth out. Kemp, like Kobach, seems a little conflicted. Bernie Sanders is partnering partnering with a Greek progressive to build a new leftist movement. Buzzfeed. I bet it's that. Uh, oh, I can I, I can never see his fucking name. It's like Yeah, he's like he's been doing sort of big shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. And whatever, man. It's, it's all good. It's all good. It's all shit. I've been waiting to see this shit. All of this shit should have been happening in the nineties. That's the problem. Really, at the end of the day. At the end of the day. Hey, ugh, dumb. But yeah, really. It's so silly. All of this shit should have been wiped up a long time ago. A long time ago. 
All of this type of shit. It shouldn't have gotten this fucking bad. That's the thing. Right? The thing is the fucking banks shouldn't have never gotten that big. You know? But what? whatever, man. Whatever. I don't know. Like, I, uh, just gets my blood boiling. Realignment and legitimacy. <clears throat> An open door and a massacre. Gunman kills 11 at synagogue. <laughs> AP. At the very least, let's hope for no copycats. Oh, God. It already looks like there might be one. I'm going to open, open a link in a new tab. Okay. Who is Robert Bowers, the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting suspect? Douchebag, probably. We can read a little bit more about him later. We'll, we'll, we, we can circle back to that shit when we get to the in-depth part of all of our shit. We're just doing the headlines right now. Mail bomb suspect. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like three days prior on the Wednesday. This is on the Saturday. On the fucking Wednesday, there was a mail bomb. Mail bombs have been sent to like George Soros and Robert De Niro and fucking Bill Clinton and uh, who the fuck else? Uh, Obama. <laughs> well, he's got uh, Eric Holder. Anyway. He, from a dude who's like a ex, like a stripper, it, like, whatever man. He lived in a van down by the river. <laughs> Mail bomb suspect made numerous references on Facebook to Russian associates and echoed pro Kremlin pro Kremlin views. Whatever. <clears throat> Diffuse America's explosive politics. Peggy Noonan, Wall Street Journal. Also, I believe behind a fucking paywall. Maybe you, uh, quote, let's see, maybe uh, you assume everything's safe uh, when you spent your whole adult life as, as uh, Trump has with private security and private cars surrounded by staff. True of a class, not merely of an individual. Uh, America's quote unquote free speech crisis just took a very dark turn for the worse. Alternate. Democrats in disarray. Democrats in disarray. Sounds like a fucking punk song. Doesn't it? Sounds like a Dead Kennedy song. Democrats in disarray. <laughs> They're from San Francisco, aren't they? Whatever. Yeah, they are. I know they are. Whatever. Where is Jello Biafra anyway? All right. Uh, America's Democrats need to set out what they stand for. No shit. Financial Times again. This issue has me genuinely perplexed. I think I fucking know what they stand for. They're pro business. They're just they're. Remember when you grew up, George? <laughs> now remember most sentences that start that way end horrifyingly, but this one won't. Well, it, it does because in reality, the reality is horrifying. But, like, the sentence itself is actually not too fucking terrible. But I remember when I was growing up. The Republicans acted just like the fucking Democrats do now. Basically. Except they're like also like and they're pro-life or whatever. Or I mean pro-choice. That's the only difference. You know, they're like pro-gay, pro-choice. But all the rest of it lines up with the Republicans from like 1985. <laughs> you know? Yes, big business. Yes, merge. Yes. 
it just anything to fucking suck their dicks and look, b- b- yes military yes more military yes like all all of that shit <laughs> that's what i used to call a republican <laughs> no we're not really gonna do fucking social programs but we'll sort of talk about it you know or no actually fucking republicans if they say they're gonna do a goddamn social program no matter how demented it is it, it's it gets done you know <laughs> fucking democrats won't even fucking get it done they're too busy fucking off out or just taking money you know whatever man it sucks they suck yeah anyway the Democrat response to the crash was not to change the system, but to reboot it. No shit. Is what uh, is the Democrat solution for today's difficulties? Rebooting the system again, refreshed with the Obama 2.0 in the White House. If not that, what exactly? That's all they're gonna fucking do. It's the worst. Like the 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 mainstream fucking Democrats. Like not the ones like our. Uh, the other show I used to be on oh by the way I'm not on that other show anymore on Wednesdays which is cool man I'm like every day every time fucking Wednesday at 9 o'clock hits I'm just like I smile cause I'm sitting in my bed and I'm like oh I don't have to fucking walk down to the motherfucking studio <laughs> deal with no bullshit I can just lay back baby and like I love that shit <laughs> <laughs> oh man like oh man I, I, I sw- it makes me smile every fucking th- just thinking about it like right now it just makes me smile shit alright um yeah let's, let's wrap this shit up go to a break and shit like that um who will speak for the democrats new york review of books I like that fucking magazine magazine you know it's a weird Mm. all this continuous talking i haven't done it in a while and like see i have a scar like a fucking really bad scar like on the left hand side like kind of by my incisor and like it's not like i'm biting it but i keep kind of like sliding over it and shit every time i talk and it's like not that it's like it's not like opening it up but it's just like oh ah, ooh. so i'm like like it feels like i can feel like my tongue getting like fatter so i'm like all right so uh let's run through this okay so who will speak for the democrats new york review books interesting contrast between 2006 and 2010 though at the end the author disappoints uh democratic leadership uh, hopefuls uh dole out millions in campaign cash the hill the only kind of wave that really counts no shit is that green wave baby uh meet the wealthy donors pouring millions into the 2018 elections from the wapo washington post billionaire brawl warren buffett versus sheldon adelson in nevada from nevada magazine or whatever the fuck that is we got health care free at the point of service worth a listen no shit there we go bonnie castillo an american nurse is up at a uk hospital the billing office was hard to find an unstaffed can you an unstaffed can you imagine i explained how billing is a key component in the u.s healthcare system the clerk was shocked she felt terrible about billing us imperial collapse watch another military pilot drew a sky penis and this time it was a marine 
<laughs> from military.com zeitgeist watch beep, 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 beep. this is a family blog so i normally wouldn't include this link or the next one but it dovetails with the power surge in the military see yesterday's link the blowjob paper quote unquote scientists processed 109 hours of oral sex to develop an AI that sucks dick from the motherboard <laughs> more zeitgeist red what, what am I looking at? Re, refine? Performative behavior and data sets? Maybe, maybe ref, re, refining? I don't know. Perform performative behavior and data sets. Please make it stop. Oh yeah. Um, who the fuck? Some asshole went down in a helicopter. Think, think it was a. Like a soccer team owner or some shit. He went down. Some rich asshole. Just taking off. It's like <laughs> he was like he was like in the landing area or some shit. He was like taking off and that motherfucker just went Fuck him. Aw. We'll 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 be fine. Class speaking of class warfare. U.S. labor markets aren't truly free. No shit. Bloomberg. <laughs> Anti-pension. Illinois governor uh, makes billions off pensions. The Intercept. No shit. That's, of course, that's why he's anti-pension. California workers, retirees are unwilli- unwittingly, fi- unwittingly, unwittingly financing an anti-Proposition 10 campaign. Capital in Maine. Um... What a massive data set of uh, redact- retracted papers reveals about science publishing science publishing's death penalty. Science. What a massive database of redra- retracted papers reveals about science pub- science publishing's death penalty. Oof. Okay, that's from Science. Japan's u- unusual way to view the world. The BBC. Well, what does that mean? In a cute little bunny. Aren't bunnies rodents? Is that right? Am I wrong about that? Oh yeah, Wabi, Wabi Sabi offers a refuge from the modern world's obsessions with perfection, with perfection, and and accepts imperfection as all the more meaningful and in their own way beautiful. Well, no shit. That's weird. Smiling, he announced it was Wabi Sabi and whisked the bowl away for her firing. Oh, she wanted her pottery bowl to be perfect. And she was like, No! A key part of the Japanese aesthetic. <coughs> it's kind of amazing that they fucking capitalize that <laughs> Japanese aesthetic. Um, I love that it's got dash. The ancient ideals that still govern the norms on taste and beauty in Japan. Dash. <laughs> Wabi Sabi is not only untranslatable, but also considered undefinable in Japanese culture. <laughs> Often muttered in moments of profound appreciation, Wabi Sabi? 
and always, almost always followed by the word Murray. Impossible. Wabi Sabi Murray. Then, when asked, when asked to expand, the phrase offers an unusual way to view the world. You, you also may, you may also be interested in the Japanese skill copied by the world. What's that? Ketchup? <laughs> no, wait, that's uh, fucking uh, Chinese, isn't it? I think so. Whatever. The Swedish word po- poached by the world, and why Poland will never have. H Y G G E, Haig. <laughs> BBC travel, huh? Originating during t- in Sao- Taoism. See, like I want to say, like I want to enunciate that word, but if I do, I will squish that part of my tongue, and it, it, I will just start yelling. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to start yelling. <laughs> All right. Um. Even makes my laugh weird, makes everything weird. Um, Because I'm like, I'm still, I'm like, it's like I'm, uh, in my mouth, my shoulders are up. It's like, oh, be careful who you. (laughs) Wimp. Oh, man. All right. Um, Oh, that's the nice thing about not having a lot of friends and shit. You know, I don't have to talk a lot, usually. This is my big talk these two hours here. In fact, I don't know. Like, see, I felt this is how guilty I felt. I felt so guilty, right? I could have just went like, fuck this. Just plus, I'm here. What's up? This is what happened to my mouth. We're just going to play Speed Gibson and I'm out. But I was like, fuck that. I'm actually going to be on the mic for a while and like air, eat up some fucking airtime, man. Fuck that. I pay for this shit. What the fuck? All right. Um,. Originating during Taoism, during China's Song Dynasty, that's 960 to 1279 to you and me. <laughs> 300 years. You think America was going to make it 300 years? I hope so. I don't see why not. It would be really hard to see it not happening. It's so fucking big. It's like the inertia. You know what I mean? Like, you'd have to, like, just like the like the the momentum of the the United States in and of itself to roll that to a stop would take such either a violent force or like it would just it would have to wind itself down, you know. Let's not hope for that fucking violent force. Oh God! All right. I mean, look, it, 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 it's, it shouldn't be no fucking surprise to anybody about that goddamn bomber, dude. The fact, or neither should it be a surprise to people that people are out there going like false flag and all this bullshit. Like, uh, like... It's oh, <laughs> kind of like how like some white people have finally fucking learned what it's like to like sort of like have an idea of what it's like to be black in America, sorta, kinda. You know, you know. Well, at least like they understand some of the dangers that are implicit in being black in America. How about that? That that's fair. It's like you could say the same thing with like. 
all kinds of shit. Like, like I could. Oh God! Like, part of it is growing up in Michigan. Part of it's growing up in Kalamazoo. Part of it is just like knowing these motherfuckers for like hella years, and just knowing the type. Just knowing these fucking types. I know these fucking assholes, man. Oh. And it's like it's the same it's like the same with the false flag as the being black. It's like now more it's like it's mainstreamed. Now people like know it and that's not a good thing. Like I used to it's like it's like knowing Alex Jones or like like I used to know fucking Alex Jones back in the day. Bill Hicks used to talk about Alex Jones. It's 1994. 92. 89. What the fuck? You know, like, like they've been talking about these people for a long time. Like, Art Bell. Like, Coast to Coast, baby. With oh, Man, get the fuck out before Art Bell. You know, anyway. Whatever, man. Like, I hate... Like... You know, when when I was young, I used to be really sort of selfish about shit. Like I used to like to keep shit to myself, like um, like bands or music or some shit. Like like I might throw like a song on a mixtape for somebody, but like some shit like like the stuff I'm playing right now, like the Young Marble Giants or like this, like Prince Farai. You know, like I just wouldn't want to fucking share it because it's like like my little niche, my little corner of the world, my little special, right? And didn't everybody need to fucking know about it? <clears throat> Whatever. It's a horrifying attitude to have. It's just a selfish asshole. It's just a prick. But, like... <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck I'm trying to say, sort of. Because it's just like... It's like some of the some of the niche shit that like I've known like I've known about like incels and shit for a long time like years and like you know like some of the sides corner out the way shit should stay the fuck over there man <laughs> it doesn't need to be brought into the spotlight like oh god. Like, there's a... My mind's going a hundred different ways because I'm thinking of, like, also, like, how the Fairness Doctrine walked our asses into Fox TV, Fox News, and then, like, this whole derangement of, like, an entire fucking subculture of people. Those same goddamn people I grew up with in that trailer park are the same fucking people that are, like, going head over heels over this dumb... Ugh, it's that pot kettle horseshit where you're like fake news, fake news, fake news when they've been distributing the, the I'm not saying they're the only people that are distributing horseshit news, but they are certainly the fucking head and shoulders above the rest like for years for fucking years and like the like it's not even the gall or the audacity to turn around and just point that same fucking Bob Cratchit ass fucking finger towards you know like everybody else but like to actually sit there and just be like you know whatever like 
just it's just in it oh, the worst part is because i still i like i don't give a fuck about money i don't care so like that's what makes it even worse at the fucking bottom of the barrel <laughs> where the fucking buck stops is at bucks stop <laughs> that's it that's it and that's all just i just want to get paid because i want to have fun maybe i don't even know if that's it i just want to get paid because i want shit so fucking gross it's so gross let's go to break
right. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Let's see here. That's a nice little break ski. When I was fucking... Man, when I was outside, when I was standing out there, holy shit. Well, I was like standing in the doorway and I was smoke, right? Because, fuck that. And, um, this jogger lady <laughs> in like these really cute shorts. It's <laughs> like, she stopped on the fucking, like, basically in front of my window. <laughs> And she was just, just gorgeous. She's like my height and just, just in shape and just fucking just, ugh. And I, it was, it reminded me one of the things that I noticed when I, cause like it's been like three fucking weeks since I've been, since I've had a drink at least, some shit like that. And, um, it's weird to say, but fuck it. Like my, like, my sense of fucking horniness or whatever my sexual drive or whatever has like been reawakened <laughs> which is nice holy shit I'm like <clears throat> i swear <laughs> i'm like i honestly i stopped thinking about it like i like like fucking whatever because like no girls are really interested in me anyway which is a fact but you know but, that's neither here nor there but, but it was on my end where i'm just like i don't even care anymore <laughs> i was like jesus man but to see that lady and to be like fuck yeah dude. like i was like my mind was like all going like all kinds of cool places and shit like it would be a lot of fucking fun would be and i was like i haven't even thought like that in I can't even remember it. And I was like, fuck yeah, man. Like, that's one of the things I forgot about. Like, that was going to mention. That's what makes me, like, part of, like, holy cow. Like, ah, oh, I just feel like a sense of relief or something. It's so weird. Like, um, it's like old feelings. That's the weirdest damn part about the whole darn thing. You know, it's like, it shouldn't. It shouldn't feel as weird as it is or whatever, but it does. So, you know, there, there we are. <laughs> but um, anyway, I uh, one of the other reasons I love coming down here, especially on Sundays, is um, I think I, I know I've said I, I have a Nintendo Switch, and um, I I have I don't have Wi-Fi or no bullshit like that in my house. I don't even have a television, but um. I uh, I can bring my fucking thing down here and update it and do all sort of cool little shits. So that's that's nice. I like that. And like update any games or any fucking. Oh, I like um. What was that? Uh, come on, George. Oh, I can, like, demos and shit like that. Like, if I want to get demos or any sort of stuff like that. Like, um, like, my, um, my Switch needed an update. So, like, it just, it's updating right now and shit. So, that's cool. Because <laughs> like, they have, uh, Wi-Fi down here. That's how the signal goes out and shit. So, you know, we all get free Wi-Fi access. All this, you know, it's part of the, uh, the dues, you know. So that's pretty cool. Anyway. 
<laughs> originating in Taoism during China's Song Dynasty. That's 920 to 1279 to you and me. Uh, before uh, being passed on to uh, Zen Buddhism, Wabi Sabi was originally seen as an austere, an austere restrained form of appreciation. Uh, today, it encap- encap- encapsulates a more relaxed acceptance of uh, transience, nature, and melancholy, uh, favoring the imperfect and incomplete in everything from architecture to pottery to flower arranging. Wabi, which roughly means the elegant beauty of humble simplicity, and Sabi, which means the passing of time and subsequent deterioration. So it's like, em- em- not empathy, but... Whatever, George. This is what we're gonna do. My mouth is starting to hurt from all this talking. So I'm gonna go play some more Speed Gibson. And uh, might come back and talk about some of this stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read some of this shit. I'm gonna play one Speed Gibson. I'm gonna read some of this stuff. If I see something interesting, like interesting enough for me to fucking kind of hurt my mouth. We'll get to it. If not, I'll check in one more time to maybe say goodbye or throw some music on or some shit and say goodbye and all kinds of shit, blah, 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 blah. But if not, and if I don't, it's been real. National Secret Police. Clinton Varney almost cornered the octopus in Dr. Kingsley's home, and the attack that the criminal had planned acted as a boomerang and almost tracked him. 
He did lose most of his men, excepting the aviators who are awaiting him at his secret underground hangar. So, removing his mask, since it attracts attention, the octopus starts for his aviation headquarters. The secret police, meanwhile, are eating breakfast after a hectic night while a dragnet is thrown around the neighborhood in the hope that the octopus and Quan Wu will be caught. Just as they are making plans for the future, shots are heard in the garden and the boys rush outside in time to see Captain Dawes of the Hong Kong police enter the garden shaking his head angrily. What's up, Captain Dawes? Who fired those shots? Yeah, did you see the octopus? No. Some of the men said they glimpsed the Chinese Quan Wu at a distance. They called him to halt and when he failed to do so, fired. But he escaped for us, Luck. He did drop this in his haste, though. A paper? Yes, Speed. It seems to be some sort of map. A map? Uh, let's have it, Captain. Of course. Ain't very big, is it? Uh, not in size, Barney, but it certainly is in importance. Do you know what I think this is? No. A map of the secret hangar that we've been looking for. If it is, then we have a darn good clue as to where the octopus is heading for right this minute. Come on, let's get inside and wake up Bob Gilmore. Do you think he'd know what it's all about, Clint? Yes, he knows Hong Kong well, and his knowledge of engineering will enable him to read this map quickly. And that's important. If this is the map of the underground hangar, we want to get to it before the octopus has time to fly out of it. Bob, everybody, but I didn't have to wake him up. He heard those shots same as we did and was on his way down as I came up. Hi, Bob. How do you feel? Oh, fit as a fiddle, Speed. What's up? Captain Dawes almost caught Quan Wu when he got away again. He dropped his map, though. And I think you'll be able to help us on this, Bob. Uh, do you feel well enough to concentrate? Yeah, how about that head of yours? Huh? Say, I'd concentrate on this map without a head if it had helped lead us to the octopus, fellas. Anyhow, I'm almost as good as new now. Uh, what do you make of this map, then? You know, I think it's the plan of the underground hangar that houses all of the octopus' planes. What do you think it is? Yeah, and even more important, where do you think it is? Hmm, let's see now. Here comes Jing. Oh, good, he's just in time. Sorry I was delayed, Clint. I wanted to look over the ground where that map was found. I thought there might be another clue, but uh, I found nothing. We're lucky to get this much, I think. Uh, we are, Barney. As a rule, the octopus has no maps of his headquarters or anything pertaining to them. Uh, we're not sure that this is really important yet, Ying. Uh, Bob's studying it now. Thought we'd save time by giving it to him. Uh, meanwhile, I have something for you to do. Yes, please? The uh, secret police have planes in Hong Kong, have they not? Oh, yes. One in particular, a six-passenger monoplane, flew in just a few days ago. One of our men had it out on other police business. Hmm, sixth passenger, huh? Now, that's it. What do you mean, Ed? Well, that ship that we captured from the octopus uh, won't do us any good on our next flight, Barney. We need a larger plane, and one that we can depend on. You mean we're going to take to the air again? We will if the octopus does, and that's about all that's left for him around Hong Kong. Well, judging by the past few days, I think the air's safer than the ground at that. It's a cinch there won't be any secret passages in that police plane for guys to come popping out of. Gee, Clint, are we really going to fly again? Well, looks like it, Speed. I'll have to check with Chief Riley first, of course. But if the octopus takes to the air and heads into Tibet, we'll have to follow by air. It's the only way. Well, who all's going? I don't know yet, but there'll be more than just the three of us. I do know that. Bob will go, for one, and perhaps Gene and Dr. Kingsley. Gene in the dark? But, Clint, why take him on a dangerous flight like that? But dangerous as it is, I, I think it'll be safer than Hong Kong for them, Barney. Remember, the criminal organization of the octopus is worldwide. 
He'll stop at nothing to get rid of anyone who might be the cause of his downfall. The doctor has worked with us too closely, helped us too much, to be safe until the octopus has been captured and placed where he belongs. But what about Jean, Clint? If we're going to the bed after the octopus, that's sure no place for a girl. Well, wait until we have to decide all that before we go worrying about its feeding. And meanwhile, Ying, I wish you'd find out about that monoplane, if it's in condition for a long and possibly sustained flight, and how soon we can have it. We may need it right away. Hey, where do we get gas in Tibet? I have the refueling station spotted on an aviation map, Bonnie. It takes care of Tibet also. Well, I don't care about its taking care of Tibet. Will it take care of us? That's what I want. <laughs> oh, now pipe down a minute while I finish these instructions for Ying, will you? Okay, okay. Now, uh, the telephone wires haven't been repaired yet, Ying, so you'll have to go in person. And while you're out, you might drop in at the telephone company and see what's holding them up. Yes. The uh, police reported that the wires had been cut, but it takes a little time for the company to send repairmen out. I rather imagine that everyone is upset about the Xiong Dock affair, too. The British authorities, particularly. They are devoting every effort to the capture of the octopus. They've got most of his Hong Kong gang, at least. That's something. Yes, B, but as long as the octopus is at large, he'll find men to do his bidding. Well, better go along and see about that plane, Ying. Immediately, Clint. I shall report back here as soon as I have finished. All right, then. We'll see you later. Well, is Dr. Kingsley upstairs still, Barney? Yeah, staying with Gene. He was excited about the shooting until I explained what had happened. Said he'd be down pretty soon. Oh, good. Say, Clint, I, uh, let's see, I think I've got a lead from this map. Oh, you think so, Bob? Yes, now look, right here. These lines here form a peculiar pattern. Mm-hmm, I see. It looks something like a coastline. Well, but it isn't. From the bearings, it isn't far from the center of Hong Kong. Can't be a coastline, then. Not unless the ocean's moved up a lot since I last saw it. Exactly, Barney. And so, as far as I know, there's only one spot in the Hong Kong topography that would conform with that line, and that's a hill on the outskirts of the city. Well, a hill, huh? Is it with other hills, or does it rise from open ground, Bob? Well, as I remember, it's right on the edge of a plain, Clint. Uh, then, then that's it. There you go with that it again. What's it? That's the underground hangar, Barney. Don't you see? Now, clever engineering could hollow out enough of such a hill and reinforce it so that it could house a large number of pursuit planes, such as the octopus seems to favor. And they could use the level ground outside of the hill to take off and land on. Yes, Speed. Yeah, but how do they get the planes outside? That's what I like to know. And that's what we're going to find out, Barney. Get out to Captain Dawes and ask him to come along with a detail of men. Get them into the open cars and stand ready for immediate departure. Me too, Clint. Yes, Bob. We'll need you to show us the way because we're going to that hill right now. We may be in time to stop the flight of the octopus. On who? I did not think we would arrive at the hangar at the same time. I was almost stopped by the Hong Kong police, but I managed to escape. Good. I should not like to lose my most able lieutenant. And you, Master. You had no trouble in getting here? No. Without the mask, I attracted no attention. But I took a long and involved way of getting here, just on the chance that one of the uh, clever secret police might be tracking me. 
Shall we go inside the hangar, then? Uh, one moment. I do not want my aviators to see me without my mask. There. Now let us go in. Very clever. This small door in the side of this hill. So well hidden by bushes is it that no one would suspect an entrance of being here. The genius of my working men, Quan Wu. This secret hangar is the one thing I truly regret leaving in Hong Kong. Constructed in the heart of this hill as it is, with that great plain as a flying field, and no habitation near, no curious onlookers to see my planes land or take off. It is very valuable to me. Shall I close the hidden door after us, Master? Yes. It is enough to have the great hangar doors open without chancing exposure of this entrance, too. Hurry, Kwanu. Yes, Master. I don't hear the motors. They are awaiting your coming, Master. Do not fear. The motors have already been warmed up. Everything is in readiness. I trust that it is. Even though the secret police have no idea of where I am, I'm still uneasy. Palu came too close this last time, Wu. It must not happen again. It shall not, Master. By the time he learns of our departure, we shall be far in Tibet. And see, here are the men now. Hmm. Give the signal. I have a few last orders for them. Yes, Master. Men of the Octopus Band, we are leaving Hong Kong temporarily and are going to my headquarters in Tibet. You understand? Good. You all know the location, should we become separated. But I order you to remain in squadron formation unless danger or accident prevents. I will fly the lead plane myself and signal you what to do in such a case. You understand that? I'm leaving a skeleton crew here to take care of the hangar while we are gone and to keep me posted on local affairs. Those whom I have selected for this crew already have their orders and will remain here until further word from me. The rest of you, to your plane. Master, the alarm is signal of approaching danger. Quiet! Quiet! All of you, quiet! See what it is, Kwanu. Here comes the sentry now. Master, the police have been sighted. They come this way towards the hill. The police? Then they know of this hangar. Paolo knows where I am. Quick, into your plane, Master. Start your motors, all of you. Prepare for instant flight as soon as the doors are rolled back. And have your machine guns ready, too. Shoot your way out. You, sentry, give the signal to open the hangar doors as soon as I am in my plane. Yes, Master. It shall be done. Quick, one move. We haven't a minute to lose. I am to fly with you, Master. Yes, the plane I am using is a two-seater. Come, this way. How could the secret police have guessed where the hangar was located? Who can tell what the secret police would guess? Farrow has a plane that he could only by his instinct. Here, this is the plane, Wu. Get in, look. The hangar doors are about to open. Yes, and we are ready for flight, Wu. <laughs> Let us see how Farrow and his secret police like the taste of our machine guns as we fly over their heads.
Gibson of the International Secret Police. of a map that Quan Wu dropped, Speed, Clint, Barney, and a detail of police are able to locate the secret hangar of the octopus. Before they can reach the hill which houses the planes of the criminal, however, Wu and the octopus arrive there and prepare for an immediate takeoff for Tibet. Just before the huge doors are rolled back to allow the planes to taxi out on the landing field, a lookout announces the arrival of the secret police, and the octopus orders his aviators to blast them with their machine guns as they zoom over their heads. Meanwhile, the boys in the police cars approach the hill that was indicated on the map. Yeah, this is the place, all right, Clint. You can see the peculiar formation of the baseline even from a car. Yeah, that's right, Bob. Pull up a minute, driver. The other machines are stopping, too, Clint. And Captain Dawes is getting out and heading this way. Probably wants to know what we're going to do next. And so do I. Just what are we going to do, Clint? Uh, we'll have to talk that over, Bonnie. Bob, uh, I believe that the main entrance to that hangar is facing this way, don't you? Oh, yes. Those mountains behind this hill certainly don't provide any sort of a landing field. This flat area is the only answer to such a problem. I don't see how that hill could really be a hangar, Bob. It's just like any of the other hills around here. That's what it is, Speed, according to this map. And you should know by now how clever the octopus is at hiding his tracks from your experience at the Siang Dock, Speed. I'll say so. Uh, might as well cut off your motor driver. We'll go on from here by foot. Yes, sir. Anything wrong, Mr. Waldo? I don't think we'd better stay in the cars now, Captain Dawes. They provide too good a target should the octopus decide to attack. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about spreading the men out into a fan-shaped advance? Now, judging from this map, we're facing the entrance to the hangar now. Very good, sir. All right, and they better carry tear gas bombs, too. I hope that we can surprise the octopus and his gang before they take off. Once they're in the air, we won't have a chance of stopping them. I'll give those orders to the men now, Mr. Barlow. What I want to know is, how are we going to surprise anybody that's sitting in the middle of a hill? Uh, we certainly won't by sitting in this car. All right. Pile out, everybody. <laughs> bad as daylight. We'd have a better chance if it was dark, wouldn't we? No, not necessarily, Speed. It's going to be hard enough to find the entrance to the hangar in daylight, much less in the dark. The map shows us one entrance, a small one, but I can't find any trace of a larger one, and it must exist. How else could they get the planes out? Say, nothing bothers that octopus guy. He probably catapults him out of the top of the hill like a volcano. You're ready, Mr. Barlow. Golly, didn't take the captain long to station his men. Well, we'll have to work fast on this job. I'm just hoping that the octopus has pulled in his lookouts. Suffering wang doodles. I never thought of them. Maybe he knows we're out here. You'll have to chance that, Bonnie. There's been no sign of anything yet. 
He probably thinks himself completely safe and he's drawn in all his outposts. Oh, Bob. Yes, Clint? Comparing the hill with the map, now, where would you say the entrance was located? Uh, by that clump of bushes near the base. I see. Then we'll make that objective. Uh, will you take that message to Captain Dawes? All right. Right away, Clint. Now, let's see now. I don't think there's anything we've overlooked. We're all armed and have plenty of ammunition. As long as the octopus stays on the ground, we have an even chance. But if he takes to the air before we catch up with him, we should have brought anti-aircraft guns along. Oh, don't be a sap, Barney. This isn't a war. Uh, tell that to the octopus. Look, Bob's waving his arm. They're all ready to go, Clint. Yeah, okay, stay beside me, Nasbeed, and follow orders to the letter. Yes, sir. Advance! On the double, quick! All right, Clint, advance! Boy, if you ask me, we got plenty of what it takes... Going after the octopus gang like this in broad daylight. Not many guys that would do it. Oh, stop bragging and save your breath. A lot of them need it if the octopus gang spots us before we get to some sort of protection. Yeah. It's sure out in the open now. Hey, look. The whole side of the hill is moving back. Blind you. Look, Clint. The doors of the secret hangar. Those planes will be taxing out for a takeoff at any minute. All you men... Charge! Look at that black and silver plane leading them out. I'll bet my bottom dollar that's the octopus plane. Look, Quan Wu, the police are ahead. Bad. Now they know where the secret hangar is hidden. But their knowledge won't do them any good after my gunners get through with them, Wu. Even should one escape, the hangar will no longer be safe for us. The last link with Hong Kong will be broken. None shall escape. Strung out in the line as they are, they are entirely at my mercy. Fasten your safety belt, Quan Wu. I'm about to take off. Yes, Master. upon the police. Is there any danger of them shooting us down? I shall be careful to stay out of range of their gunfire. I shall signal to my gunners to open fire at the proper moment, and then the police will think only of seeking cover instead of returning fire. Look, we are almost upon them. Yes, and I shall give the signal to commence firing while we climb to a safer altitude. How can you signal? With the wings of my plane, like this. The planes are dropping below us. <laughs> to fire upon our secret police. <laughs> see, they're beginning to seek cover already. They will be hard to hit from a plane. Yes, but our fire will stop any notion that they may have of bringing us down. See, see, my gunners have begun the attack. And the police are dropping to the earth. They think to find safety by doing so. <laughs> But I do not think they were wise to make such a move. Look, they are returning our fire. What? Yes. See? Those three just below us. Clint Barlow and Barney Dunlap. I might have known. But look, there's another plane bearing down upon them. They will never live through that hail of bullets. <laughs> no, no, they will not. And the rest of the police are stretched out on the plane, too. <laughs> My gunners have done a good job. I shall give them the signal to rejoin me. 
seen your signal. They are beginning to gain altitude. And when they are in position, we shall resume our flight to Tibet without the interference of the police. How about you? Okay, but don't move. No one must move until those planes are out of sight. Boy, oh boy. I thought we was going ashore when that one plane nosed down toward us. Them machine gun bullets was making all sorts of fancy pictures in the dust around me. Getting closer and closer until that guy's gun jammed. Figured he'd gotten us by that time. Yes, the aviators of the octopus gang can fly better than their gunners can shoot. Lucky for us. I wonder how Captain Dawson fared. Not so good, judging from them groans. Let's go see. No, no, wait. Those planes aren't quite out of sight yet. They will be in a minute. Then what, Clint? And we'll go to the secret hangar. I can see a few men moving about in there now, but they're paying no attention to us. Evidently think we're done for and want to close the hangar doors before anyone else should discover it. Think we can get the jump on them before that happens? Sure, and we can begin right now. The planes are out of sight. Quick, on your feet and keep your guns ready in case the gang inside the hangar should try and attack. Just let him try it. Look, isn't that Captain Dawes getting up? Yes, come on, let's get over there to him. Looks like quite a few of the police missed getting hit. Guess them flyers were more interested in getting away from here than in target practice. Oh, oh Captain Dawes. Yes, Marlow. How on earth did you ever escape that aerial attack? I saw that one plane heading right down for you. I thought you were done for. His gun jammed, Captain. How many of your men are left, Captain? We'll soon see. Uh, Come on, man. Yeah. Well, it's not as bad as I thought. Those octopus gunners are bad shots. Yes, we have a few wounded men that should be cared for immediately, but no fatalities as far as I can see. How about taking the wounded over to the hangar out of this sun? They probably have a phone there, too, so as we can call an ambulance and also let Ying know where we are. Yeah, but we'll have to capture the hangar first. Remember, some more of the octopus gangsters are in there. They'll probably try to shoot their way to freedom. Oh, Speed, you stay here and watch over the wounded men. Now, Captain Dawes, call your men for another advance. And this time, we'll be on an equal footing with the enemy. Very well, Bellow. Clint, please let me go into the hangar with you. No, no, Speed. It's more important that you stay here with the wounded. We can take care of the few men left in the hangar. There may be more than you think. Orders, Speed. Oh, yes, sir. Hey, let's get going. Everything's quiet in the hangar so far. Let's get over there before they decide we'll make good targets. Okay, let's go. Hey, do you think Speed will be all right back there alone, Clint? Uh, yes, besides, he won't be alone long. I don't think it'll take much time to round up the bunch in the hangar. They're going to try and close the hangar doors. Surrender! Or we fire! We might give them a shot or so over their heads so as they'll know we really mean it. Right, but aim high. Say, running this way, I couldn't hit anything if I tried. Yeah. Look at them throwing down their guns and coming towards us with their hands in the air. Not much courage there. We probably think if we lived through the machine gun bullets from the plane, nothing they could do could harm us. It won't take any charge for the beggars, though. It's off the enemy. Well, well, they're busy with that. Let's take a look in the hangar, Barney. Okay. 
Boy, look at the inside of this hill. It's a nifty of a hangar, ain't it? Everything modern. Yeah, and so well hidden that no one would ever dream of such a thing being here. The octopus must have some magicians working for him to build a thing like this. Yes. Hey, Barney, look. Out where we left speed. Hey, it's one of the octopus fellas sneaking up behind him. A sentry that we overlooked. Quick, we've got to stop him before it's too late. of the International Secret Police. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. By the map that Quan Wu dropped, Speed, Clint, Barney, Bob, and some of the Hong Kong police locate the underground hangar of the octopus. They arrive just before the planes take off, and the criminal orders his gunners to fire on the police from the planes. Fortunately, in the haste of the takeoff, only a few are wounded, and after the planes are out of sight, Clint and the others capture the small band of octopus gangsters left in the hangar, leaving Speed with the wounded. Just as they are about to inspect the hangar within the hill, however... Clinton Barney see an octopus sentry, who evidently escaped their notice, sneaking up behind speed with a drawn gun. We haven't a chance of reaching the kid, Clint. Out of the way, Barney. You got him! In the arm, just where I wanted to get him. Now I won't be able to use that gun, and he'll still be able to answer some questions. What's up, I just winged an octopus sentry, Captain Dawes. He was sneaking up on speed. Look, the kid's bringing him in at the point of a gun. How on earth did we ever miss him? Probably was posted on the outskirts of the landing field. But why the attempted attack on speed? He might have known he couldn't escape. Oh, the guy's dumb, that's all, Clint. Anybody who works for the octopus is dumb or he wouldn't be working for him. Yeah, you're right there, Bonnie. 
Uh, Captain Dawes, if you made certain of your prisoners, you'd better bring the wounded into the hangar. I'm going to. We found a telephone, and an ambulance is already on the way here. Oh, good. Meanwhile, I want to question this man that Speed is bringing in. He may be able to throw some light on the destination of the octopus flight. Look, here comes Bob, tearing along, too. I look after the wounded now, Barlow. Call on me if you need any help. Oh, thank you, Captain Dawes. Hi, Speed. Are you all right? Yeah, Clint. I sure surprised when I heard your gun and looked up to see it pointing in my direction. That was the sweetest shooting I've seen in a long time, kid. Quick and to the point. Another minute and that guy would have had you sure. Yeah. Thanks, Clint. Uh, don't thank me, Speed. I should have known better than to leave you alone out there with the wounded. Now then, let's see what this man has to say for himself. Oh, Chang not going to hurt, boy. Chang thought he was octopus follower. Chang flamed out, please. Don't give us that stuff or I'll knock your teeth down your throat. We saw you sneaking up behind the kid with your gun. Oh, no, no. Chang, good boy. Chang hurt that. I brought the whole thing, Clint. But I was too far away to help. That was all right, Bob. Main thing now is to see if this man is willing to talk. See, I've located a small room right near here, Clint. Must have served as an office. Let's take him in there. All right, good. Lead on then, Bob. All right, right this way. Yeah, and while we're going there, Chang, or whatever your name is, you might as well think up a whole list of correct answers, because we're sure going to ask you a lot of questions. Will those wounded police be all right, Clint? Hey, yes, sir. The Captain Dawes is looking after them now. Here we are, right through this door. Come on, Chang, step on it. Chang, chop, chop. Say, this must have been the octopus's office, all right. Got a short wave set and everything in it. Yeah, but no maps or papers, except that map of Asia on the wall, Speed. They made a clean sweep of anything that might give a hint as to their destination. Well, you've uh, searched this room already, Bob? Well, hurriedly. As soon as I saw that the octopus men were arrested, I happened to notice this door and wondered where it led. You're doing all right, Bob. Sure don't waste any time. Well, let's get to Chang now, huh? Chang no nothing. Chang not octopus follower. Chang poor Chinese farmer. Who said anything about you being an octopus gangster? Oh, I... Ah, gotcha that time. But regardless of what we said, we know that you are. And expect you to cooperate with us to the fullest extent by telling us where your master is going. Shang, no, nothing, nothing. Let me at him a minute, Clint. All right, go ahead. Look, wise guy. Do you know what this is I'm holding up in front of you? Oh, a fist. Yeah, yeah, that's right, a fist. So you do know something after all. And I'll let you in on a little secret. Unless you tell us everything you know about the octopus and where he's going... This fist is going to smack you right on the nose. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, don't like it, huh? Ain't so brave when you haven't got a gun. All right, then, spill everything you know. Let me tell all I know. Not know much. Chang, just out look here on hill. Not know where master is going. Oh, you're going to start that again. All right, fella. If you want it that way. But there's four of us in here to one of you. And we'll last a lot longer than you, so you might as well come Master, do you think that any of the police survived the aerial attack? No, Kwanu. And if a few did, then the crew in the hangar could dispatch them easily. But I was thinking... What? We did not stay to make sure of their destruction. If some of the police managed to survive both the machine gun fire and also the attack of the men in the hangar, would there be a risk of them learning of our destination? <laughs> Have you so little faith in me, Kwan Wu? It is not like a faith, Master. 
But there was so little time to remember such minor details. I think of everything. Do not worry. Suppose some of the police did survive, even Barlow and Dunlap. And I know for a certainty that they cannot be alive. But if they should happen to learn where we are going, let them follow us. Tibet is a good battleground for me. And an important base for your smuggling and other Operation Master. Would not the presence of the secret police greatly interfere with your activities? It is plain to be seen that you know little of the country, Kwan Wu. You people do, Master. And I am one of the few. Do not forget that. I could go anywhere in the world and know what sort of conditions I was up against. The political situation, the sort of protection I was to have. Remember, I have many powerful friends in high places. <laughs> I shouldn't call them friends, for I know they fear and hate me. But because of the fear they bear me, they will do my bidding. Yes, Master. You seem doubtful. But just because we left Hong Kong is no sign that I have failed in any way. I believe that I accomplished as much as possible there, and that it was time to. Also, I, I rid myself of the one man who might have seriously interfered with my activities, Clint Barlow. And I destroyed him just when he thought he had me in his grasp. Come on, now hurry up, Jang. Tell us what you know. We're not going to waste much more time in talking to you. I think we've wasted too much already, Clint. Let's rough them up a little. You get on that side. Bob, get on this, and I'll work on his head. What'll I do, Barney? You just stand by and watch him, kid. Let us know when he's ready to talk. All right. What you do? Just what I said, Chang. Got his right arm, Bob? Yep. Yeah, and I'm ready on this side. Fine. I'll be ready just as soon as I can find something heavy enough for a club. No, 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 don't touch on me. Octopus touched me many times. Oh, mercy, mercy, will, mercy. Will you talk then? Oh, yes, yes. Only don't hit me. Mercy, oh. And will oh, you tell oh. the truth? Oh, yes. Chang, tell all he no tell everything. All right, then. Start talking now. Where's the octopus going? Paul. What do you mean, poo? I'll smack you with oh, that no, crap. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, Barney. I happen to know what he means. Tibetans call their country Po instead of Tibet. Most people think the name Tibet came from two Tibetan words. Uh... So if one is discovered, the workers know little or nothing about anything else. But Chang can tell us a lot more than he has. How many octopus gangsters are left in Hong Kong? All here, in underground plane house. Plane house? He means hangar. Clint, you think he's telling the truth? Yeah, I doubt it, Speed. 
The octopus would have some means of keeping in touch with Hong Kong. And he certainly wouldn't concentrate them all here in the hangar. He has spies throughout the city, all right, but we can't round them up right now. That job is for Captain Dawes and his men. We've got bigger game to hunt. And we're really going to follow the octopus into Tibet? Yes, and we've got a lot to do before we can take off. But first of all, we'll have to check on that plane that Ying told us about. Has the International Secret Police a branch in Tibet? No, but we'll establish one. We have so many stations in China that heretofore it was unnecessary to branch out into Tibet. With the octopus there, however, the whole situation has changed. Yeah, but look, Clint. Tibet is a big place. Just where in Tibet is the octopus going first? Oh, please. I'm not saying more. Octopus will bring revenge down on my head. You oh, tell no. us or you'll get a lot more than revenge down on your head. And a lot quicker. Oh, oh I tell, I tell, I right, tell. come on. Let's have it then. Oh, first octopus go to Yancheng Jengla. Yancheng, what? Wait a minute. I think I recognize that name. It's a, a big mountain range. Gee, the octopus sure sticks close to mountains, don't he? And it's certain he won't stay there. Probably lay over just long enough to make sure everything is safe and running smoothly. At his real headquarters. Uh, where are these mountains, Cheng? In uh, Southern Po, or Tibet, you call it. The mountains raise from the valley of the Tangpo River near Tangri North, Sky Lake. On the fringe of Changtang. Hey, what's he talking about? Uh, no, wait a minute. Can you translate the name of the mountain range in our tongue? Oh, yes. Oh, bad place. Yen Changtang La means the spirit of the expanse of great fear. Spirit of the expanse of great fear. Golly. Sounds like the happy hunting grounds to me. Can you show us on a map exactly where the octopus will land in these mountains, Cheng? Oh, yes, can do. Then let's get a map of Tibet. The spirit of the expanse of great fear may be the end of the trail for the octopus. At least it will if we have anything to do with it. of the International Secret Police. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. 
Something wrong with the world today I don't know what it is Something's wrong with our eyes We're seeing things in a different way And God knows it ain't his It sure ain't no surprise 